0: This is the VO Life Podcast. All about the ups and downs of being a voice actor in the real world. Casting sites, agents, marketing, using every resource to make sure we keep growing and reaching for more. We may not be superstars, but we're grinding our way up. From the occasional regional to the local 15 and everything in between, we are living the VO Life. Join us weekly for recent happenings and interviews with the people who can help you on your walk through the real life. Now, here's your host and fellow traveler, Troy Holden.
1: Upgrade to premium today and enjoy your commercial-free, uninterrupted experience. Because after all, life is a soundtrack without the ads. Pandora Premium. When you look at me, what do you see? Black, white, what's so wrong about that? It only takes one lick to find out. Oreos. The treasure was buried under the sea by Volcano in 330 BC. Now follow me if you want to survive. There's only one way in, and that's down. Okay, dance, little fairies, dance! Boom, chicka-chicka! That's it, yeah! Kick that leg higher! Oh, ow! your true essence, as I see myself in you. (laughs) Yum, the -hmm. Carl's Jr. $6 Western bacon cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. More than just a piece of meat. Start your day off right with words of wisdom and affirmations from the great poets, philosophers, and sages. Namaste
0: welcome back to the VO life. Hey, I'm Troy Holden coming to you uh, somewhat live from the big city of Westmoreland, Tennessee, very close to Nashville. I'm always happy to have somebody on to talk to because it gets really lonesome being a voice actor. You sit around all day talking to yourself and you're doing some things. And this young lady, uh, I had ran across her on TikTok, and we ended up communicating some back and forth on there, and we had the fortune to meet at VO Atlanta this year. Such a talented person with passion, and passion is what gets you places in voiceover. Let's welcome Vanessa Garcia to the podcast. Hey there.
1: Hi, Troy. How are you?
0: I am good. I'm good. Uh, We are recording on July 3rd. Tomorrow is a holiday. And uh, after you and I finish, I've got to finish up this little 30-second spot. And I'm done for the day and going to try to take about 30-something hours off. <laughs> <laughs> try.
1: That's a much-needed time off. It honestly. is. You, you work a lot, Troy. I,
0: I do work a lot, but I enjoy it. Um, I have a lot of fun. I try to be helpful and reactive and and do those things. And and uh, I actually work with somebody over the weekend that is putting together a demo, and their coach told them, "We'll get all your scripts together and come on. And this is not a regular what I'd call a voice over coach. They said, go ahead and get all your stuff together and bring it in and we'll knock it out, you know? And so she's like, I don't know how to write scripts. What am I going to do? So I sent her my, my questionnaire when I'm working with people on that and, and she sent it all back. And when I sent back, You know, judging by the way you answered your questions, here's what I think your lifestyle is. Here's what I think you do. Here's the type of person you are. And she's like, oh, my God, you, like, nailed it. And I said, well, it's amazing. And and two pages of questions, if you ask the right questions, what you can learn about a person. But, um, yeah, I worked on that a little over the weekend. And since my wife works at night over the weekend and sleeps during the day, that's kind of catch up for me for things like that so anyway yeah so let's talk about you though i love your tiktok content i do Thank you, it's Troy. it's fantastic I, I i love the the animation i love the way you pour yourself into these characters and how well these things turn out and uh, i know i told you we were talking to chris woodworth and that's how it led to me saying hey you need to come on here chris uh had you and he had collaborated on some stuff and he's just Wow. Is he talented? He's just got every, every finger. You can just feel talent coming out of him, whether right. it's singing or voiceover or animation, or, or even what he does in his full-time work with animation. But, um, tell me what led you to that genre. Cause it really seems to be something you really, really love.
1: Yes, I love it with a passion. Um, it, it all started not to be all old school, but it started actually in high school uh, when I was in speech and debate, and I did the speech part of speech and debate, and we all did um, a humorous interpretation and duo and a uh, little tidbit of um, nogged or like yeah knowledge. It's um, Josh Gad actually the voice of Olaf and everyone he's a fellow alum of speech and debate and back in now i'm dating myself 1999 he was the reigning national champion of a lot of categories in Mm -hmm. speech and debate he did extent he did humorous and terp he did duo i will never forget his um one man show of the wizard of oz so in Speech and Debate, you have to grab a script, either a Broadway script or just a play, and you basically chop it up into a 10-minute long one-person show mm-hmm. or two persons with duo. And so he did all the characters, like from you know, Dorothy, from the Scarecrow, from everyone, wow. and he was just phenomenal. Like Josh could captivate a room or an auditorium. Mm-hmm. With his just his persona Mm -hmm. and um, all the time during rainy schedule with in my high school, my my uh, speech and debate coach, he would always ask us, you know, to to watch Josh Gad's performances in the national championship rounds, like the semifinals and the finals. And we studied him up and down Mm -hmm. and we saw that he was, lack of a better word, fearless and he just performed like it was his soul out there and that's what resonated with me was that josh was being himself on stage he he was fearless he he had no shame what Mm -hmm. he did Mm -hmm. it 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 just captivated everyone that he was just like so talented and funny and just all-around great guy right and um and so that really spawned the kind of creative point in me and you know it was after I watched Josh's performances that I it kind of clicked with me mm-hmm. like this is it this is me like I want my soul to be free and liberated and expressed mm-hmm. as a performance and I remember that after watching those performances I actually became like, you know, a semi-finalist. I went into finals and in invitationals. I went to UC Berkeley, um, all, all this stuff. And it was just really fun to be um, with my colleagues, have the same passion, the same drive, the same practices. And we would all be tweaking each other's performances and adding jokes here and there. And little did I know, you know, like, maybe some years later, I would find that community in TikTok, Mm -hmm. the same type of people that I resonated with in speech and debate was also in adult form Mm -hmm. in in the interwebs. And I found my people again because, you know, like life took over. I was adulting. I went to college. Um, I had to kind of put that in the back burner Mm -hmm. just to kind of survive. Right. Right. And uh, I just would never forget that it was actually two years ago, almost to the day, um that I f- decided to take uh TikTok a little bit seriously because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, during Covid, obviously, it was just a trend of dancing and just snippets of sounds. You know, mm-hmm. i I wasn't really into that. i was I loved watching it, but I was never into the trend. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I found the voiceover community. Right there on TikTok that I you know I totally resonated with, and then I decided to take that community. And I didn't know it was a bigger community in Instagram, um, and so it just spawned from there. And they all just motivated me to keep going with taking classes online, um, coaching, all all the stuff. And so I almost had stage fright going on to TikTok two years ago, I was kind of like nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know, <laughs> it's it's cool to see progress, um, right. especially with my um, old phone that was really grainy in, in quality. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, I, I have like my whole setup, you know, I bought my, my booth like piece by piece. This is actually like my closet area right now. But um, the community welcomed me with open arms. And I was just so humbled by that, and I'm so grateful to have found that community.
0: That's awesome. That's that's a really cool story. One of the things that we um, that we talk about on the other podcast that I'm on, uh, it's another VO podcast. We talk a lot about accountability, community, um, VO mental health. You know, a lot of that stuff because you know everybody's covering. You know, dolls and microphones and demos and this and that. So we're trying to talk more about the, the things that go along with running your business and keeping your sanity and your mental health. It's tough. Um, you are, uh, of course, on, on the West Coast um, and going to school out there. I'll assume you've probably been out there your whole life.
1: Yes, I okay. was born and raised in Los Angeles. Actually. Okay, great. So, yeah,
0: and that's see, that's a life I have no idea about, none whatsoever. So it fascinates me. I was uh, set up to travel out there when I worked at Nissan um, to come out to the headquarters before it was going to move, and um, something happened. I didn't go, so I missed my trip. But um, totally different from everything. And then, of course, now that. VO and a lot of the animation, a lot of this has gone uh, home studio. What a great opportunity, right? We couldn't have done this, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago. This didn't exist.
1: Not even uh, three or four years before Exactly,
0: Exactly. It's just totally changed. Now, I know there were some... Very elite voice actors that had a home studio and a very expensive home studio, uh, to say the least. But now it's so much more affordable. And, And not only is it a great thing for the professionals who make a living at it or whatever, but it's for everybody else who has a passion for it and they're working their way in and working their way up. And uh, that's what I really enjoy in watching, you know, how you've progressed and how that's come along. So what what made you want to go to VO Atlanta?
1: Well, that's also a good question. Um, What spawned my curiosity was actually going to Mm Sovas on that the prior December before VO Atlanta. Uh, that's where I found a lot of, a lot of great talented voiceover people that just inspired me to say, Hey, you know, it's, you should go to VO Atlanta. It's one of the big conferences of the year. You know um, if, if you go to any conferences, go to VO Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll think about it. I mean, I, it, I, I was just thinking the testing the waters, right? At, right? at that point, I didn't have my demos produced, for example, uh, during Sova's. Um, this was back with um, December of 2022. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't have my demos yet, I was thinking about it. Um, and so that's where I was, you know, kind of in a headspace of like, I'm just gonna go with an open mind, open heart and see how the community is. And sure enough, it, it was amazing like mm-hmm. to to have people even recognize me from TikTok or instagram that to me was humbling and mm-hmm. surprising mm-hmm. like i, I was <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting to see that the community has taken notice of me and it was just so nice to be a part of that mm-hmm. um and especially like you know the people that i idolize it's not just an idolization of being a fan it's like now I'm a fan, but also a colleague right, and I saw that, and I was just in awe of the whole experience and i want honestly, I wanted more it mm-hmm. it was it was the drug of choice right if, if I could say that right. if um you know i i I'm not married, I don't have kids, and so i have you know I have income to to support this mm-hmm. this journey. And I just said, why not? You know, if I if I have the means to go to VO Atlanta or One Voice or Sovas, I will do it. I I love the community. I love the people I met. I mean, they're fellow goofballs like me. Mm-hmm. Like it was amazing meeting you, Troy, in person. Uh, it's just if finally putting the persona outside of the right. social. You know, right. it, it was nice right. to get to know people on a deeper level other mm-hmm. than 30-second, one-minute clips, you know.
0: Right. right, I agree.
1: That, to me, w- is priceless. Mm-hmm. So from Sova's, I went to VO Atlanta, and I don't think I'll ever go back. Like, like in time, I wish I would have done it sooner.
0: Right, but right. But I'm
1: just, I'm glad I went when I went because mm-hmm. I found my tribe. You know, like everyone resonated with me. I resonated with them. And so I wish I could do it again.
0: It's so good to be around that many like-minded people, creative people. You can just feel the electricity. I went Mm -hmm. in uh, 2022 more as a outsider and a observer. I had just started Mm -hmm. full-time in January. I go in March. Um, And I've said this on the podcast before. Fortunately, uh, Kevin Kilpatrick, kept me under his wing and mm-hmm. uh, made sure I met people and talked to people and he pushed me and of course Charles coach you know he's definitely yes. going to push you Charles, Charles. is going to make sure you know conversations get started and he's pulling me into the middle of stuff and you know I'm I'm not totally introverted but I'm not a conversation starter and he's mm-hmm. really fantastic at that so then going this year I was comfortable. I, you know, kind of like you're saying. I felt like a colleague. I felt like I fit in. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not, you know, the I'm not an elite voice actor. I, I'm nowhere near that. But I didn't feel as out of place uh, sure. as I did the first year. And like you said, I had people coming up saying, "Oh, you're the guy on the VO life," and I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, That's amazing. You actually listened to it, you know, and, and it's, yeah, it was kind of a shock, you know, that anybody yeah. out of the blue would recognize you. And sure. and it was good to see the people that you met the year before, you know, right. fire up those acquaintances again. And, and it was a blast. I don't think there's, I guess VO Atlanta's like the Super Bowl maybe. and <laughs> And all the others are kind of like, you know, playoff games or whatever. Yeah. They're not quite as huge. But uh, unfortunately, I wanted to go to One Voice, but I'm not going to be able to pull it off just due to some oh. personal things. Sure, but sure. Um, uh, I will definitely be back at VO Atlanta. And uh, I was uh, had made that top 40 for Sovis for the contest where you had to read oh. the news copy or whatever it yeah. was. And right. I made the top 40. And then they send it, you know. Two weeks before, hey, you made the top forty. And I'm like, "Cool, what do right. I do now? We have to come out to l a and, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen in you know, in two weeks. I can't put that together. I didn't know right. that that you had to come out live. But I was mm-hmm. very, very uh, humbled to have gotten into that that group of forty. That was pretty cool.
1: that's awesome. yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to try for that too, because um that that was my goal. My personal goal was to well, last year was to make my demos, mm-hmm. which I did this year. So, you know, just just having that one achievable goal per year or per whatever, six months, That's whatever. Right. It 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 chips away to being that much closer to your dream job. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. I I was always when I went to therapy, I I I figured out that I was scared and of of success
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know how there's a fear of failure right but there's also a fear of success
0: right sure
1: and that to me i had to conquer because i felt that i always had to kind of dim my own light um for lack of better words because i just wanted to fit in you know like Mm -hmm. and and every time i was doing a quirky you know um, voice or character or something just out of the blue, like I had Tourette's or something. I mean, no offense <laughs> to Tourette's people, but um, it just I, I I had it in my heart to be myself, mm-hmm. and some of my friends didn't understand that. They didn't understand. They were just like, "Oh, Vanessa again with your weird voices, whatever." Right. But when I went to, for example, Sovas or VO Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Everyone bounced back with that. Like they right. didn't shun me. They didn't. There's no shade. They actually participated in my quirky weirdness with another voice mm-hmm. that was just as weird or quirky. Right. And and that's where I was just like, okay, like, hey, I found people that are like me that could keep going. Obviously, mm-hmm. we 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 know when to rein in seriousness and sure. stuff, right? But sure. But it was just nice to to have that community of you. And I accept you for who you are, mm-hmm. like quirkiness and all. Right. That that was amazing.
0: So you mentioned your goal of getting those demos done. Talk a little bit about your demos, your genre that you you chose uh, for those, and um, as we all know, then it's up to us to market those demos and and get Absolutely. those demos out. So tell, talk a little bit about your demo process
1: so um i went through uh voice masters who are um a school here in burbank um along like with calvinson and Kalmanson and all that stuff so i i was very close to the ladies at voice masters um and they produced both my commercial and my animation demo um paulette lifton uh, mimi maynard and ashley bornanson mm-hmm. so they all collectively helped on my animation
0: nice.
1: and and my commercial and paulette lifton was this uh, director creative director producer um you know she she's won three emmys i believe and so i trusted her with um guiding me and and she wrote the scripts and uh, i just had a lot of fun with it. it it was kind of like i needed to express myself in characters and she wrote the script and i just ran with it and I was just so happy with how it came out and people were loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the point where I was like, okay, this, this is marketable. Um, so I started, uh, taking workshops here and there with, um, some talent agents and some casting directors, um, online and, um, a, like some, like one of them, particularly he's, he's one of the, the top commercial talent agents out there. Uh, he liked my work unfortunately my voice was on his roster already or my type of voice and so he just he uh, he told me to just apply it's not a no and it's not a yes it's just a not right now mm-hmm. so that really spawned me to think about well a i've been really putting in the hard work and as you mentioned before the passion mm-hmm. behind this mm-hmm. and And two, I saw that I was marketable. Like, finally, I come to a point where, you know, I have the chops to be marketable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was such a humbling experience, just to know that after my goal of getting at least a demo, I have two shiny demos that I could, you know, market myself. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of catching, you know, the fish with them like i've you know i've been garnering attention and you know especially after vo atlanta everyone has been following each other after that Mm -hmm. and it's just it's Mm -hmm. nice to be seen with a bigger lens now like that i could be marketable with my colleagues that i've met personally at vo atlanta Mm -hmm. and uh it's just so it it opened the doors for me honestly i thought like kind of left the do- the door ajar mm-hmm. but VO Atlanta just busted the doors open for me and I, it's i i would always recommend going to any up and coming or seasoned voice actor who who wants to network is to go to you know VO Atlanta absolutely if, yeah it's yeah it's a game changer
0: yeah it is it it changed a lot for me i saw a lot of things Open like you said. Doors open, things changed. People um, sometimes do not put the importance on association that they should. They're thinking, well, well, I only need to know the agents. I only need to know the production houses. No, you need to know the voice actors. They can. You'll be surprised where you'll get a leg up or a recommendation or you know, it's it's amazing how this community helps itself, helps each each other, and that's really great to see. So as you are uh, putting yourself out there, marketing, uh, going after this stuff, are you targeting? uh, You know, like a lot of us do, we'll target some regional agents first. But it sounds like you may be throwing the line at a a big fish here and there too. So,
1: Um, go big or go home,
0: yeah, kind of deal. But
1: i i will I will take regional spots. I mean, the problem is I'm located in the biggest hub or one of the biggest hubs, right? Right. Los Angeles. So it's it's um, I know it's a competitive market. I understand that, but also I, I'm definitely would take regional. Um, I'm just I'm trying to do the research right now on which regional, you know, spots I can do. Um, like for example, I, I, I think we kind of touched on this, Troy, about um, owning up to your voice mm-hmm. because I, I cannot do a southern voice to save my life. I, I may I could touch the surface, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if my market would be in the South, for example, you mm-hmm. know, um, it, it wouldn't sound authentic. It would be sounding like a character. So I, you know, for for that market, I don't think I could do that, but mm-hmm. maybe, you know, Chicago, maybe New oh, York, Oh yeah, maybe. for
0: sure. And what um, will surprise you with that though, is the, the number of, and this is an oddity to me. And this happened to me last year. I had, Thought I had booked, and this was just a a uh, phone IVR gig through one of the pay to plays, and they reached out to me and said we submitted it, but our headquarters decided we didn't want to use a voice with an accent, and and you know where they were? They were thirty miles from where I live.
1: <laughs> what? Yeah. So really, it's, and
0: it's amazing. I, I have a, uh, a there's a production house in Nashville. Okay. That uh, several times they do a lot of stuff for the state, a lot of PSAs, you know, drunk driving commercials, stuff like that. Right. And they'll send me things every once in a while. They say, but really pull back your accent. We don't want much accent. You really? know." And it's playing right here in Tennessee. But what? what that tells you is the the influx of people who have come from the West Coast into the Southeast. There's been a lot of movement of that. So now the agencies and production houses are very aware of that. So they're putting out more stuff with neutral accents. Well, so that don't makes let sense it hold too. you back.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. That that's very well. Because I didn't know that. I thought it was like more regional. Like they they would want regional accents that I didn't Mm -hmm. know that that they're pulling slowly away from that which is ironic.
0: It is and although some will lean towards it uh, I find more in corporate narration and um, Mm e-learning they do want that Tennessee Georgia Alabama Kentucky because Mm -hmm. as an employee and I was in that position we didn't like it when someone from Boston might give us instructional training on hr policies because we're like gosh he's getting on my nerves the way he talks you know it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's terrible and it's no offense to them but right. but the average person here um you know i'm i'm southern but i'm not appalachian really backwoods mm-hmm. accented there are people here that i work with and they're like well come on over here and do this, this and this, and there's a lot of that but They didn't want to hear extremely proper English. So I try to make sure if I'm doing that for a company and I'll ask them, how Southern do you want it? You know, do you want it? Southern proper? Do you want it a little Appalachian? And, but it's funny. But most what of the- Southern
1: uh, proper? I never heard of that. It's,
0: it's just called American Southern. So Tennessee and Kentucky are the two states that have that the most. When you go further south into Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi, they get yes. way more drug out. They that talk a whole sense. lot slower like this. But up here, you'll find more people because I think it's the work environments. We have a mm-hmm. lot of industry in Middle Tennessee, and there's a lot more people that have come in that don't have a lot of accent. And exactly. we've all, we want to be able to talk to them and not look like dummies, you know? And, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's a perception that a Southern accent means you're not highly educated and, and this, that, and the other. And it's just a perception, and that's okay. But uh, I even find with eight, now most of my agents are up north and they, uh, they do a lot of booking in Kentucky and Virginia and whatever, but sometimes they're saying, you know, give it the accent or sometimes they'll say, you know, pull it back a little bit and, and whichever. So the agencies a lot of times are casting in all those waters. So yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to the ones wherever they are.
1: Well, that's that's a good tip, Troy. I didn't I never knew that. So yeah. I'll definitely I'll I'll um throw my hat in the ring for yeah, these I have, Southern regionals.
0: I have one in Pittsburgh, I have one in um Georgia, I have one in LA mm-hmm. and I have one in Florida and the one in Florida, they don't send me a lot of auditions because they know what I sound like and they say unless mm-hmm. the client absolutely wants a southern accent, we usually don't send it to you. And uh, yeah, so I have uh, w- we talk about work ethics and, and going after things and I'm a, I can be a workaholic, but I decided uh, about a month ago, if I really want to do well in this, I have to lose or wait, not lose. I have to control my accent. To be able to do that, so I I will be starting dialect coaching um, in the middle of July to oh, to nice. be able to to be able to do a totally gen-am neutral. You know, he, we're wow. going to find all my trouble words, and and then I'll be getting all this homework to do. And I had to dedicate, I had to promise this coach I would spend no less than thirty minutes a day going through all the exercises he sends me. To make this work, and I'm bound and determined that by I don't know three months from now, I right. can turn it on and off and control it, where I can audition for more stuff.
1: That that's a so, that's a hard skill because yeah, I, I've been I trying to it, learn. But... I've been trying to learn different dialects and accents, and and literally, it's it's all in the tongue placement
0: mm-hmm. where your
1: tongue is naturally wanting to be resting. Yes, it, it's hard to you know, relearn that that mm-hmm. muscle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I was looking through some of uh, and, and he and I had worked a little bit together before. It's Tom Antonellis, who Tom is Oh this, I was gonna I was gonna fantastic.
1: ask you Tom. Yeah, okay. He's
0: fantastic, but he he's he sent me uh, these sentences this was a long time ago called pound the sound for for a general american accent and as i'm reading them i thought i don't get it. why am i reading it might these sentences make no sense and and that's exactly what it's doing it's retraining how you shape because when it goes from this word to that word it makes you you know you're like it's very awkward to read it so the more, it, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it, the more it changes. Like you said, that muscle structure and the way you do right. things. And, oh, wow, that's interesting. So fingers crossed, if anybody can can do this, I think Tom can help It's going to be Tom. Yeah, I yeah, think so too.
1: I, if, if not perfection, but close to it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's what he and I discussed is I just need it to not be overly obvious. I, I don't mm-hmm. want the person to say that's not a, a full-out neutral, but I can't. Where are they from, I wonder?
1: Right. You know, I don't
0: want them to instantly go up, oh, southern accent. Nope, can't do right. it. Right. But anyway, it's just another challenge. Um, so let's let everybody know where they can, how they can find you on TikTok, your uh, websites, anything you got going on, uh, Instagram. How do sure. they find you?
1: So with TikTok and Instagram, it's the same handle. It's uh, vanessagarcia.vo. Vo. Because uh, uh, apparently I saw there was another Vanessa Garcia that's attempting voiceover. Oh, wow. Which, which I was like, oh, wow, was such an uncommon name, you know?
0: Uh, <laughs> with, yeah.
1: With us, uh, yeah. you know, Latina, Hispanic people, uncommon. And uh, you can find me on my website is uh, vanessagarciavo.com. Okay. Uh, that's where I have my two demos and a link to my um, Instagram. So cool. there's... Little cool. small tidbits of my Instagram posts, maybe like top 10 oh, latest neat. ones. Yeah,
0: that's neat. Oh, yeah, that's neat. I like the way you're approaching it. I think your marketing is smart, uh, being targeted. I'm a believer in targeted marketing. Um, um, I dislike everything I see. I mean, you are really doing a great job of this, and you're doing it the right way. Um, there are so many paths in voiceover, and we say this a lot on the podcast. and, and so many people have taken different paths, and it's worked for you know a hundred different ways for a thousand different people. But this is a very uh, pinpointed path. You know, you know what you want, and you're going after it the right way, um, and still having to to work a regular job on top of that while you're pursuing your dream and we've all done that. So it's part of it. And uh, yeah, I've seen several times when you're talking about legal work and I thought, gosh, that's, that's gotta be, um, you know, that's gotta be hard work because it's, it's, it's all thinking and, 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 you know, and then you got to come to the booth and be creative and your brain is really tired sometimes.
1: Well, that, that's, that's the exercise that I've been trying to, um, to do is is that my law firm. I work for a a um, insurance defense law firm, so we I we take on clients that are Fortune five hundred companies, and we handle like personal injury types, you know, multi million dollar cases, and to see the for lack of better words the the troubles that people go through to go to you know they break their back they break their neck like their livelihoods are just done um it it's very soul sucking
0: mm-hmm. right to say the least right.
1: So when I go into the booth, it's like, I feel like all my tension, all my frustration, it gets liberated Mm -hmm. out through these characters, through my imagination. Like I, I, I close law outside my booth and I, I come in with a passion that I don't, I don't want to be doing law for the rest of my my life as Mm -hmm. full time. Mm -hmm. I I could see myself maybe being a freelancer, part time or something like that. Sure. But I I see the passion in my eyes. Like my parents even see it whenever I I step out of the booth or like, Vanessa, you're a completely different person when you voice these characters. Like we we see you come alive. Mm -hmm. And when I do my work, it's tolerable. I could do my work. No, no big deal, but. My passion coming into the booth with voiceover that has been liberating. That's awesome. So if if I could do that for a living, I definitely would like to.
0: Well, you're definitely on the right path. I think you're you're starting to get the attention you deserve, and uh, I wish you all the best with it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, crossing paths again in Atlanta, maybe. And and uh, I'll keep watching for those new videos. I really enjoy them.
1: Thank you, Troy, and and for your podcast too. Congratulations on on the success of like both your podcasts, actually, not just one, just both.
0: It's it's fun. It's kind of my outlet. It's sort of like what you're talking about. When I left, you know, my full time job and started doing just this, I didn't have another thing to to balance or work through. And having the podcast has been a huge outlet for me to to uh, give editorials, give opinions, and not you know not to hurt. People's feelings, not trying to ever step on toes or anything. It's just to say, you know, here's what I've done. Here's what I've been through. You can do whatever you want, but you know, this worked and this didn't work. And now having the second one with my accountability group, uh, we, we all three talk constantly during the week. And, uh, um, when we record, it's just like, fun conversation. The one we did today was just great. I mean, it's, it's real, it's live, it's not rehearsed, and people are really hearing what we've got on our minds. And uh, it, you know, it's never going to be 10,000 downloads a month, but that's okay. It's the people that like it, want to come back to it. That's great. We're going to be there. And that's what we'll keep doing.
1: Well, it's kind of like the the movie, uh, Feel the Dreams. You know, mm-hmm. if if you build it, mm-hmm. they will come.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know where the VO path will lead me going forward. I do not ever claim to be a coach. I don't want to be a coach. I'm not ready. I'm still coaching a lot. Mm-hmm. I, but I do like to advise people on the business side of things, but I'm not, um, I'm not a Mark Scott or a person who has a business program. But I can say, you know, based on my experience, don't do this. Don't do this. You're wasting your time. And, you know, do it this way, and pay attention to this, not that. Because I did that, and it took me an extra year because I did it wrong. And uh, just the little things, and hopefully it'll keep someone from stumbling, you know, for a year and and actually making good progress. I hope that's, that's and
1: it's it's helpful because you know it, it, it's a sure way of how you found out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I know other um, up and coming VO artists, you know, they they DM me or they message me and they are like, oh Vanessa, like what, what kind of, you know, interface do you use? What kind of like, you know, I use an, an iRig for TikToks, for example. I connected straight from my my road to my iPhone. And that's how I've been doing collaborations and stuff like that mm-hmm. was through through my iRig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have an audio interface too, like one set up in my booth. Um and it's it just it's nice to um i guess help other people that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they see that it's a sure way your way and they will take that with a grain of salt and right. run with it right or they would you know gather up their information and see what works best for them right um and i always tell them you know take everything that you learned with a grain of salt because we've all did things differently it mm-hmm. may work for you may not mm-hmm but as long as people are coming with advice with a a pure intention of trying to help and it it worked for them it may help for them um i i love that about Mm -hmm. this community Mm is that we're able to to share ideas and bounce off of it and help like actually help
0: people right
1: um because i know some other like in in on-camera actors like they're they're not as close Mm-hmm. As we are in the voiceover community, from what I've been hearing, mm-hmm. and it, it's just nice to hear that you know the technical aspect, the performances, whatever we're able to help people, right, um, right. and give really constructive uh, feedback with with how to improve, yeah. and and that's Very what true. I loved.
0: And it's pretty well top to bottom. You know, mm-hmm. yes, are there. Some dishonest people out there doing some things, taking people's yes. Of course, there are. And yes. and and ask these people that are climbing the ladder, that are going through what they've gone through. Ask them, and they may can help you. Are there legitimate VO schools? Of course, there are. But there are Absolutely. a lot of "quote unquote" demo meals and, and yes. et cetera, et cetera. Just be very careful. I hate to see anybody that's brand new. They've been you know thinking about this for a few months, and then all of a sudden they drop. $5,000, yeah. don't, yeah. don't do that. There's so much you can do free and TikTok and, and there are discord groups, communities, just do all that first and mm-hmm. figure out if this is really what you want to do. And you have a passion because here are two people that will tell you, if you don't have a passion for this, if you right. think it's a get rich quick, or I just want to make a little side money, no, do this because you, you love it and because it brings you joy and that will make it worthwhile and that will make you good at it
1: exactly and and to that added disclaimer this industry is not a get rich quick by any means because i've been you know hearing and seeing articles and like you know it's so easy like even a caveman can do it kind of deal you know like no it's not that easy just because you have a voice you need to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. It's like with mm-hmm. any any industry, any instrument you play, whatever, right. you always have to fine tune whatever you're trying to perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's not that easy. You know, it, it took me four four years, actually. I, I I've done nothing, no auditions, nothing, just pure coaching, training, classes, workshops for four years. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, like you said, I wanted to do it the right way. I yep. guess I heard about these like, Oh, just buy a mic and a USB. No, no, no. You have to invest in what you really want to go for. Right. And if it's something important and passionate, you really need to invest in time, money, resources, yes. and connections Yes. in order to build up your business right and it's a business people forget that
0: absolutely it's a business it is I think especially at the end of the month is when I get to realize it every month I'm looking at accounts (laughs) receivable and all (laughs) all my invoicing is done and do I have everything posted and I never was an accounting person but I've learned to be one and that's what you have to do you get to do it all Vanessa, thanks so much for your time. Everybody that's vanessagarcia.vo on the socials, go out and find her and enjoy these videos. They're fantastic. Watch her as she makes her rise to stardom because I think it's coming for her. I think it is. She's going to be a heavy hitter very, very soon.
1: Thank you so much, Troy. It was a pleasure being on your podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again.
0: The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.